this is baffling me. I'm sure that you have a lot of people that would befriend you to, to get free medical advice. Not that I know of. I don't think so. Great, because cause I got a list. Oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone check. Does my mic sound nice? Uh. Yes, it does. Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time, where we change the narrative by changing the perspective. I'm Jared Dam, and it's about damn time to have another conversation that changes the way you think and perceive things. The only question is, are you ready? Welcome to this week's episode of It's About Damn Time. I'm Jared Dam. And if you are new to the show or if you have been listening to the show, this is a brand new intro, so it's new to all of us. It's About Damn Time is a podcast centered around self-improvement geared towards providing people education and motivation through conversations. And it's about damn time to have a conversation about grief as it, as, as it um, turns to getting rid of people that there were in your life that you have to remove from your life for various reasons. And I am lucky enough to be joined by a podcasting juggernaut. Yeah. I, 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 I practiced that earlier. You know, I was there for fun <laughs> of the show you, that you're a podcasting juggernaut. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I am here with Dr. Cassandra Dunbar. She is the creator and host of the award-winning wellness podcast. Be well, sis. Uh, she is dedicated to empowering black women with insightful conversations on mental and emotional health, personal development, and holistic wellness. I am so happy to have you on the show. Sandra, welcome. I am happy to be here. And you said I was a juggernaut. I don't even know what that means, like low key. <laughs> but it sounds good. So thank you. <laughs> look, look, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm going to have a truthful moment with you. So I was talking to one of my friends, one of my, you know, one of my, Mutuals in the podcasting world, and I just, you know, just didn't talk about stuff and production and everything that I'm, you know, yeah. I'm working on. I was like, oh yeah, I gotta, I gotta prep, you know, for my recording. Oh, Cassandra, uh, tomorrow. She's like, oh, so you just gonna like slide that in? Like you just in there talking? Just you just talking to Cassandra Dunbar? You just gonna slide that in? That's just like you, just sit there and flex <laughs> like that. And and really, okay. She's right. I I normally do flex like that, but <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Okay. <laughs> but this time I was not actually trying to flex. And so at, at, as she said that, then that's when I was like, "Oh my god, I'm talking to the center dump on the wall." So I got Yo, a the nervous. way nervous for what? The way I am just a nobody is, is something else. Like, like. Like, first of all, we are part of the same collective. So we've like we've chatted before. Yeah, and I just yeah. feel like like I don't know. I am very I I don't know. I'm just pro us, like especially in the podcasting space. I just want us all to like elevate and I've been following you and I love the conversation you've been having these past few months. And I was just like, Ooh, I wanna talk to him. <laughs> so I'm excited to be here. So thank you for saying yes. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, I I am I am literally over here blushing right now. Like I like you know what? I'm good for the rest of the day. 
You know what I'm saying? Like after we wrap this podcast up, I'm gonna lay down. I'm good. I don't need, I don't need to do nothing else. You deserve it. You deserve it. <laughs> well, let's get into this conversation as we talk about this, and I, and I want to make this more of a, of a discussion. I definitely want you to weigh in your viewpoints on this. So to kind of educate everybody, we this was something I kind of I, I found on on social media. I posted it in my stories. Sandra was like, "Yo." You know, let's. Uh, I want to. I'm volunteering myself to to do this, and I'm like, let's book it right now because we've all struggled with with the fallout and that aftermath of, of cutting people off. Um, I guess so. My question for you is just to kind of start the conversation off with. I'm recently new to cutting people off, like you know, for the last three years. Mm-hmm. What's your experience on that in 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 cutting people off? How how's that been for you? Oh man. So I, I think about, mm, it has to be around 10 years ago. Well, yeah, 10 years ago now, I had a friendship breakup that felt like a divorce. It felt so painful because I don't know how men's friendships are, but women's friendships, especially when you have grown up with certain people and you've been through like all the stages, like coming a woman, becoming a woman and all of those things, like your first serious relationship, or even like the relationships that did not like last, you always think that like your girls are always going to be there. Whoever you're dating may come and go. It may work out. It may not, but your girls are always going to be there. So when I had the falling out with people that I considered to be my best friends, I just knew that forever and ever and ever they'd be in my life. It felt painful. And I don't think we talk about that enough. Sometimes the, the falling outs could be because there was like an event that happened, right? Like there was some type of betrayal or something that happened. But sometimes it's like, you know, we just get to a, a fork in the road where we just go our separate ways. There's no real beef or anything. We're just growing in different directions and we have less in common as we grow. It's painful, but I think we should discuss it more because it's natural sometimes. Like some, like, you know how the old folks say, like some people come into your life for a reason or a season. Sometimes it's just a season. Sometimes it's forever. But either way, I, I think it can be painful. And also for me, I had to look back and figure out what was my part in it. You know, right. we're not always victims here. Some like sometimes like, it takes two to tangle. Right? I think I've kind of veered off your question a bit. So let me. Oh, right no, <laughs> no, 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 no. You you were doing great because I got so many things that's popping in my head as you talking about that. It's like so for one, for me, I think mine started looking three years ago during COVID. So mm. it's so many people, you know, dying and everything. And, and it just got to be a surreal experience for me. That that year I turned 40. So it was like mm. 40 and COVID. It's like, dude, what are you doing with yourself? Like you gotta, you gotta push, you gotta push. And it's interesting. Cause I think both of, both of us started our podcast during journey in 2020. So that's, that's, that's really yeah. interesting. And, and so I had been talking about doing a podcast for a while, so I just decided to do it, and I decided to to really start living life and and not spending most of my time catering to other people. And I have mm. and I and I create a lot of friendships with people that were very one sided. One sided, you know I mean, yeah. like yeah, and yeah. that people please her. I want to do everything in my power to make sure everyone's good to prove my worth as a friend. Which you know now I'm trying to learn now through therapy, I don't have to do that, but. Right. You know, still. Um, so I, I have been working, you know, very hard on that and I had to have uncomfortable conversations with people. This can't work anymore. And yeah. you're right. 
it may be a fork in the road. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be toxic, which, you know, kind of goes on another part of the conversation I want to talk about on whether you feel like it is toxic or not um, when you cut someone off. But from my experience, no. I think we use the word toxic way too much. I think it's one, yes. it's one of those buzzwords. Yep. And, and I kind of roll my eyes when I, when I see it now. Yep. And so that and triggered. Oh, I hate triggered. That's yep. that's another podcast in itself. And narcissists, <laughs> like we, oh, not everybody's yeah. a narcissist. Yes, we may all right. have our selfish moments, but dang, we're not a whole narcissist. Like, come on. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I can I can literally do a top top twenty buzzwords that I hate yep. just from the experience. But you're so right. Everyone's oh my god, everyone's this narcissist. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but people so many times just do this whole you know they're toxic, they're toxic. Oh you do, oh you being real toxic right now, and it's now granted. There are some toxic people. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. That is, it's true. And granted, maybe that person may not be toxic, but the, the, their behavior may be toxic. That's true too. Mm-hmm. But sometimes it's, it's kind of like you say, there's, there's a, there's a, just a fork in the road. There's a, mm-hmm. I'm, this is the way I'm growing. This is the way I'm moving. You either are moving in a different direction or even more so, you're not moving at all. Mm-hmm. And and I, I think that's something that we don't talk about when it comes to. And I, w- I want to get your thoughts on that. Have you had that experience where you're, you know, you have to move on from somebody because you're trying to grow and change and and upgrade yourself, and and they want to cling to how how you were yes. ten, twenty five, whatever many years ago. Yes, for sure, for sure. Um. That is something that has happened. And my philosophy is that, especially since COVID, I'm happy that you brought that up um, because COVID uh, gave us all the time and the space to really evaluate ourselves because we had to be in isolation for, for some point. Um, COVID made us like either hold up a mirror to ourselves, really evaluate our lives, our circumstances, our relationships. And has made us, I think for the most part, we've all looked at life differently. And I heard somebody saying that COVID either caused relationships to either end or got that much stronger. So people have gotten divorced through COVID um, or have like, no, this is definitely my person. Like we in this for life. And that's also not only romantic relationships, but also platonic relationships too. But going back to the moving on from people because they are expecting you to be the same person. Ooh, one of my favorite things about people, the things that make me love people are if you are consistent and or if you are committed to growing. I think we all should be growing, evolving beings. And if you expect me to be the same old person that I have been like five years ago, 10 years ago, shoot, even a year ago, you're not my type of person. I expect that my people who are my friends, who are my family, people who are really supposedly in my corner should strive for me to be a better version of myself. And sometimes being a better version of myself may look very differently. So I have absolutely moved on from people who expect me to stay the same. Sometimes staying the same means staying small. And I think that kind of goes back to what you were saying, how you had to break up some friendships because you've you know, looked at yourself and you didn't want to be a people pleaser and you felt that the relationships were one-sided. So yeah, like move on for sure. And it doesn't mean that you're toxic or they're toxic necessarily. It just means that you guys are no longer compatible, you know? Right. Yeah. 
we are definitely friends. I don't I don't know if you do that, <laughs> but between me listening to your podcast, just some of the stuff that you you said, I oh my god, like everything resonates because it's that growth. I need that. I need the consistency and and or the growth and mm, spitting. Girl. <laughs> <laughs> like I, that's that was that's one of my biggest issues with people because I am always looking. And I'm, I'm a lot like you because I know you just said it's on a recent episode of um, Be Well Sis available on all podcasting platforms. But, <laughs> I appreciate you. <laughs> I got you, girl. I got you. But you, I think I think you had, you had mentioned how critical you are on yourself and you're working on it there, obviously, but you, you're you so critical on yourself. And anybody who knows me knows how critical I am of myself. If I'm expecting so much from me, I'm always... I'm not going to expect you the same level, but I'm a, I'm going to expect a lot, especially if you if you claim to know me. Right. And I've had I've had relationships with people where the conversation would go where they would call me, and then I just start talking about them, mm-hmm. and then or or you can tell when they when they instead of them talking about them first, they'll be like, "Hey, how you doing? You, how you doing? All right?" Like almost as, as if I don't really care, but right. I've been told that I got to ask about you first before I get into my stuff. Right, like so, it's a formality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I just give you what you want. I'm, I'm fine, and then and then they proceed for thirty minutes to sit there and talk about it and, and everything. And so I had that friendship with a person. So we talked for probably about four or five months, having those conversations like that about twice a month. And then one day, she called. And she was like, she was just talking, and, and she you know took a second to catch her breath, I guess. And she was like, it's quiet in there. Where's Kim? In her apartment, Kim was my my ex wife. It's my now my ex wife, mm-hmm. but she's like, "Where's Kim?" Uh, in her apartment. What do you mean her apartment? She in in her apartment. I live in my apartment. She's like, "You don't live with Kim anymore?" No, we separated five months ago. Mm. Why didn't you tell me that? Because you didn't care to know. Mm. You didn't care to know. Like you you didn't ask. You didn't really ask me how I was doing. You're like you you didn't even ask probing questions. You just kind of gave me a formality. I figured you just needed me to t- to listen to you, so I figured you didn't really care about what I, what I was going through, so I didn't tell you. And that should be that should have been a moment where that person really like took a step back and evaluated themselves. Like, dang, like I call myself, you know, being a friend in a friendship with this person, and I never stopped to ask what's going on in their life. That's a major moment, a major milestone that that person didn't know. If that was me, I'd be like, oh shoot, I've I've really been wilding for the past at least five months that I didn't know this, right? Yeah, yeah. So how the cover, how the relationship pan out with that person? I, I don't talk to that person anymore okay. it, because <laughs> it just, because it wasn't, it wasn't their first offense. Like mm. it, it was, it was some points in time where I, you know, I, I made no bones about it. I, I struggled with my mental health from time to time. Mm-hmm. And it, it would be some times where I, I would be, you know, highly upset, and and I think it was a, a real dark period when I was suicidal, mm-hmm. and and she was talking to me fr- fairly uh, frequently, and she was mm-hmm. like, "Why didn't you tell me about all this?" I'm like, "Cause you didn't care," Jeez. and so we had had that conversation prior. So you and you know, once Ooh. you feel bad about something, people adjust for for a, te- uh, a temporary time frame till they kind of mm-hmm. forget and cruise back into what you know who they are and what they do. Because if you're yeah. not actively working on trying to grow, you're going to revert back to 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 what you are. That's true. That's true. That's that's a point that and probably something that needs to be unpacked further in, in different episodes. But 
if you are not actively communicating, like, you know, or working hard on, hey, this is an area of opportunity for me and I want to continue to work on this, then you're it's not gonna get any better. If I go to the if I go to the gym yep. right now and I lift weights, I'm not all of a sudden strong. Exactly. I gotta keep doing it consistently and keep working at it. That part. Yep. Yep. And and it's the same thing with even with our friendships. I think for me, um, going through my friendship breakup that again felt like a divorce because it just felt like just so painful at the moment because I did not ever see that person not being in my life. Like for example, I have two kids now and I just the way I pictured my life panning out was like my kids would grow up with them as auntie, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just didn't see that happening. So because of that experience and because I know the part that I played in the friendship breakup, the people that I truly consider to be my friends, I'm constantly checking in. Like, what are your expectations of me as your friend? And am I meeting those expectations? So like, am I checking in with you frequently enough? Like, what is your friend love language and how can I show you that I care about you? How can I nurture that? Um, it's super important. I've learned to not just love people the way you think they should be loved, but love them how they want to be loved and how they desire to be loved. Because I can show up better that way. Because I know how I can show you, but like, if that's not your love language, you're not, but well, you're like, oh, she don't even care, you know? Oh, now you cooking with high grease. Now you are cooking. Because because what you're saying right now makes complete sense. And I've I've had conversations like that with individuals where where I'm like, hey, if your love language, in love language, I know know in our minds we have love language as strictly romantic, but Mm -hmm. it can apply to any type of relationship. For sure. if my love language to you my love language to receive love is is acts of service. Now, granted, I'm mm-hmm. a little stubborn sometimes, and I don't be wanting people to do stuff for me, but that's a whole different thing in itself. Anyway, it's acts of service. Here's <laughs> the reason I'm probably single. That's the reason. One of the, one of the reasons right. why I'm single. It's all good. <laughs> it's work, all good. But I'm working on myself. But I'm working on myself. But <laughs> acts of service is my is my thing. But I also have trust issues, so it's like okay, I gotta feel comfortable trusting sure. you to give acts of service like that so it, you know it, it's it's a whole thing in itself but if, if i identify that that's what it is and wait your love language is quality time you can't give me your love language oh i i i, I call jared every day you know we talk we talk on the phone for three or four hours a day so i'm showing him that i love you right that ain't that ain't showing right. it to me Meanwhile, like you drowning in responsibility and things that need to be done and they just sit on the phone with you. That's not helping mm-hmm. you. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And for the record, because I because I know that this person is not listening and I'm and I'm a little petty, Cassandra. So for the record, if you announce to someone that I'm I'm giving you active service, look, look at me, I'm giving you active service by, by doing a certain task. Then, it, then it's not an act of service because you're announcing it. It's a PR stunt. That's what it is. Oh, I'm just, this is okay. for the record. This is okay. for the record. I, just, I, had, I had to get that off my chest. I had to get that off my chest. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I, I did a little. I did a little research, and I ended up finding this article by um, Eva Grape that she wrote actually around around this time last year, and it was it was like the five grieving stages of cutting toxic people away from your life. And, and granted cutting people out don't necessarily mean that they're toxic but for the, for the sake of this article in it she stated that removing toxic people and having 
having that grieving process was almost as hard in some in some respects than you know grieving someone that died because in in that sense you still had that opportunity to talk to them and it's like we're saying we have to be firm once we establish that we we're trying to to do that we have to be firm in that in a in that mindset to to not reach out and i think what's what's interesting about that is one as you talked about, you know, your your friend divorce and how it's, it felt like it's more painful than divorce. I've, I've had friend divorces that is more painful than my divorce. Oh, interesting. Because, because of the fact that, well, one of the reasons is because of the fact that, that, that me and my wife, we like best friends, so it's, it's cool there. Nice. But it hurt that much because if I had to talk about certain situations or talk about the issues I might have been having in the marriage, I can't talk to you about that anymore. And and yep. two with the whole death thing, you know, I recently lost my father, and so there's there's issues there that I'm still, and I and I did a whole grieving episode about that. But at least at a certain point, you make your you make your peace. Whatever you believe, you feel like okay, they know your heart at this point in time as, as they transition, so they can kind of feel how you feel. I can't give that to somebody that I cut off because. We're going to be right back in that same predicament. What What are your thoughts on that? As far as yeah. that being like a, a grieving process, almost is almost yeah. as painful in certain in certain respects. Yeah, I I can see that because when we talk about grieving and how what's her name Elizabeth Kubler Ross talks about like the five I think stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them is denial. Um, so sometimes we might stay in unhealthy relationships. Um because we're in denial that it actually needs to end, right? So that we might be going back to like get closure or whatever it is and just re-injuring ourselves and making the wound even more. So I can see that for sure in terms of grieving. Also, I think this might be extreme, but I think it is kind of a death. It's a death of a a relationship, right? Right. Right. Um, And that is painful, especially because as human beings, we are social creatures. Um, it's important for us to be social just for our survival, right? And then if you go as far as to call somebody a friend, which I think we should talk about too, like what does it mean to be a friend? I feel like the word friend is thrown around here, there, and everywhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it it should, we should grieve it. We don't grieve it because we have, us as a society, we have a hard time understanding grief and grieving even like actually grieving people who have who have passed right our society gives us a couple of bereavement days and says you should be fine now which is wild you know even thinking about how we don't feel comfortable crying around one another about things that are quote trivial and things that are like serious like you know i have lost somebody and we don't feel comfortable crying around each other. It's because our society says we shouldn't cry. Like showing any emotion towards anything um, makes us weak and all of that. So I think it also plays into how we approach our friendships and our relationships. So the end of those things, we should grieve it, but we don't because we think, well, it was just a friend. I just lost a friend. Like it's not that serious. But no, if that person was part of your real life, who really was part of your tribe, um, no, it is that serious. You know, we um, become emotionally like entangled with people. I, I hate that I said that word. 
another another buzzword that we hate i get it yeah hi this is javon brumfield i am the certified people analyzer for field and forward and we are excited to introduce you to a mini course that we are now offering called building your blueprint we want to help you start the conversation if you are in any way interested in transitioning into remote work or you have listened to our your business besties podcast and you feel like this is something that you can really make work for you then we encourage you to take advantage of this opportunity. Building your blueprint is only $37 and it's going to cover all of the options in terms of educating you on the types of remote work, tech requirements, the mindset shifts that you need to make to be a remote professional, the services that you can offer, setting up your business, pricing strategy, and so much more. So listen, don't miss out. Click the link below and reserve your seat today. But it's, but it's true. It's true though. And 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 it's like you talk about those five stages of grief. So what just the denial, anger, yes. depression, bargaining, acceptance. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look, look we got at me. it. Well, I was looking at me studying stuff okay. for this podcast <laughs> conversation, girl. But, but as, as we as we talk about those things, all all those things actually do play a part. I mean, how many times was I in denial about, for example, that cover, that that example that I gave you earlier about that friend? I knew that friend wasn't was going to change. I knew that friend was 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 in there, and I was in denial because. Hey, they they'll call me. You know, I you know if I, I was in a financial bind at some point in time, and even though I'm hard hitting and stubborn, they still was still was ready to help me out, pay for a podcast ad. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, so it's like different things like that. And I'm just like, okay, well, you know, maybe it's just stay in their nature. And I and I was in denial, and I and I and I, and I will bargain. Oh, they gonna help me with my trademark, so I, I gotta keep them around for that because you know they they just busy right now. I that went on for years. And also keep, we become friends with people. Like we fall in love with them platonically or whatever, Mm -hmm. because they do have good qualities too. Right. Right. So that also is what makes it kind of complicated. Cause it's not like the person, some people really are just not compatible at all. They are all bad, but most of the people that come into our our intimate space as a a real friend, like they have good things about that. Just sometimes the, the bad just outweighs and overshadows the good. Yeah, yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. I, for for me, it's uh, and I'm, I'm a lot like you in that sense when it comes to evaluating because I I don't I don't do the whole victimized thing like oh well they did this to me they did this to me I'm I'm an anti-victim if anything the first thing I do is blame myself like I am the reason why this 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 didn't happen so let me figure out the reason why I won't even and it, I will it'll take maybe like hours or days or weeks before i even get to their therefore i'm still working on my stuff what could i have done differently yep like what did i do wrong or you know maybe i'm tripping maybe i'm being a little too sensitive about this or Mm -hmm. you know maybe um it's my own stuff that i'm carrying that's like i'm bringing into this friendship or whatever it's not them it's me yep i'm there with you yeah (laughs) yeah so when you when you when you have those 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 situations where you you're talking to somebody and for either that example or the example where I've, I've had to cut people off because you know we're on different paths because I'm I'm growing and I I, I naturally want to help people I just naturally do and and I've been told to have a, a, a listening ear okay cool I want to hear mm-hmm. not all the time you know you know I need to I need to I'll get a little drain but I need I, I want to hear and I want to help and when and when you talk to an individual. And they're telling you those those issues, and you're like, okay, so what are we gonna? You give them the woo woo woo. You give them what are we gonna do to move forward? You know, okay, all right, how about we do this? 
I'll do this with you. I'll be an accountability partner, you know, yada, yada, yada. We're working through steps, mm-hmm. steps that probably you and your therapist should, should be working on. But, you know, whatever, I, you know, support system. We all need a support system. It takes a village, right? Right. right. So right. so I'm there. I'm, I'm trying to be that person for you. And then we had that conversation. You're, you're fired up. You, oh, I, I love it. And then a couple of weeks later. Yeah, you know, same stuff is happening again. I'm just, what was me? And I'm just like, so did you do any of this stuff that we talked about, uh, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago? Nah, it's just ain't had. And it, and this goes on for months. And then, and then. That's a peeve. Yeah. And that then it's like, and then it's like by, you've struggled so much the, the year. So it's April now. And you're like, man, I just, I just hope 2024 is better than 20. 2023 is still popping outside. We still outside. Truly. What are you talking we're about? We're not even halfway. We're not halfway through. Right. I've had, had those conversations with people. It'd be awkward. So, well, you know, I, I just need 2024 to roll around. Where, but the new year to start and it's still four months left? Why don't you just start now? I just don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. And I just, and, yeah. and my, my shoulders immediately tighten up. Probably need to put some magnesium oil on here or something. But the shoulders immediately tighten up and I get, I just get anxious and I'm just like I can't and yeah. I just learned during the, during this time frame that I I, I struggle taking on other people's problems yeah. and and That's my real. daughter my daughter does the same thing and mm-hmm. in order for me to show her to don't be like daddy <laughs> in that regard I have to learn how to do it to show her so because because she's She'll be 15 on the 21st. And I just, I cannot have her go a fraction of what I went through as far as taking on people's stuff and then feeling like you couldn't achieve your dreams because you, you took on the world and you put it on your shoulders. You know what I mean? Yeah. I First of all, I love that you are committed to growing just that your, your daughter has an example. I, I love that. And that's going to go a long way um, for sure. And I also think there's another buzzword I'm going to just throw out there, but uh, trauma dumping. Ah. <laughs> um, that's what people do. Like um, sometimes and like you, I, I love to listen. I love to help um, any way that I can. If I know something, I want us all to know it. Right. So if you come in with a problem and I, I need to work on it, my thought is, all right, so what's the solution? Like, what can we do to fix this thing? You know, can I fix it? Can we work together to fix it? Can I, do I know somebody who can fix it? So trying to fix it. So whenever we come to a solution together and you don't do anything, like the cycle of that is not healthy for me, right? And I also think about how they say that, you know, the five people you surround yourself with, you know, like play a huge impact on your own development. I think about that a lot. You know, it doesn't, for me, it's not always about money. Like people are always equate that to like money. Who cares about money? I'm talking about like, how is your spirit? Like if you have a spirit of being a perpetual victim, uh, come on now. I don't, I don't want to have that spirit. I'm trying to grow out of that, trying to evolve and be like, have the spirit of somebody who's like going to see a challenge and tackle it. Right. So I I don't want to be surrounded by people who are always victims, not to say that shit doesn't happen to us sometimes because it right. absolutely does. Especially talking about marginalized folks, we're marginalized. Like the the label says it all, mm-hmm. put to the side, right? right? So there are things that are absolutely out of our control, and there are some bad things that happen because of it. Sure, 
But there are also in 2023, we have so much power that the people who came before us did not necessarily have. And we have so much, so many tools, so much access to information that we shouldn't be stuck in the same old, same old every single month, every single year, right? So if I feel that the person that I call a friend is stuck in that same wheel, for me, that's not growth. I, I because I, I'm obsessed, not obsessed, but I'm really all about growth. I, I just want to be a better version of myself. And I want the people around them to also want to be the better versions of themselves. And again, this has nothing to do with money. I it's neither here nor there. It's all about growing like your spirit, your mind, all of those things. And just trying to be like a, a just a good person who puts good out into the world however you can. Oh my God. Say vibing. It's, I I you know, <laughs> I, I totally, totally can relate to that and I and I feel that so much. And it and you're right, like we all have shit that we go through, and especially as, as people of color. What you when you say that it reminded me of a conversation I just had with my sister last night, and it was kind of on the same lines about people who are you know who you know always are are victims and 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 deal with this the stuff they deal with. I'm like, what I can't handle, I cannot handle people's excuses. I cannot because I don't handle my own excuses. I can I can handle circumstances because circumstances do happen yep. that will that will that will completely knock you on your ass. Circumstances mm-hmm. do happen that way, but excuses when when I give you a solution or we're working together on a solution or I'm we, we're talking about possible you know methods and hey maybe you pick one or maybe you can sit there adapt these two and, and make it as one and you shoot down all of them and you want to lay there in it. Then you're not ready, yes. and I get it, and I get it, and it's no, it's no, it's no malice on that because I have been there, I mm-hmm. I've, I've literally been there where I because that anxiety, that depression, that moment of feeling like I was feeling is something that I had been feeling for so long exactly. that I was c- accustomed to it, I was used mm-hmm. to it. It's something. Mm-hmm. It's it's I didn't I don't know about change. I don't know about positivity. I don't know about that. I do know about this feeling of depression because I know how to navigate it. I know that, mm-hmm. you know, this 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 chocolate lava cake from Domino's gonna hit real good and I'm gonna watch some wrestling Hello. and I'm gonna just lay Hello. here in bed and that's gonna and that's gonna get me through it. And I just deal with it again with another chocolate lava cake. It's the reason I kinda got up to over three hundred pounds. But that's but you know, we worked on it. It's okay. <laughs> and, and you know what? And, and and I'm actually happy that you mentioned this too. I think it as much as I say I appreciate growth, I think Sometimes it is completely natural to be in a space for a moment because I've been in that space many times where, you know what, I ain't trying to hear what you're trying to say. Like, I don't feel like I can move right now, forward or backward, because I'm either very depressed or very anxious or both, right? And that happens. Sometimes... And if I'm being really, really honest, going back to my my friendship breakup, I was in that space. I was very depressed. I, at the time, I was living in Chicago by myself. I was finishing up med school and I was having financial issues. I didn't know I had to like take a break from school because I didn't have the funds to pay for school. Because like loans had run out and all that good stuff, right? So I was really, really depressed. 
And looking back, my friends were trying to love me the way they knew how to love me. I just wasn't receiving that love because I was in my own head, in my own mind, in my own world, physically by myself too. And I isolated myself. One of my toxic traits is that whenever I'm going through some stuff, I just disappear. Yes. Like, and I'm working on that. I figure I need silence to work through my problems. I just don't want any input from people. And it makes it hard to be in a relationship with somebody, romantic or otherwise, if the other person is not there. (laughs) You know what I mean? So I say that to say this. Sometimes it is completely okay to isolate yourself and to not be on the consistent growing. You mentioned the, the working out. So you go to the gym in one day, lifting weights is not going to make you strong. You have to consistently work out, but also you do need to rest as well. So it is completely normal. Like if you're just like, you know what, right now I'm, I'm just going to chill right here. It's completely normal and it's acceptable. Sometimes it may impact your relationships, but I think what might salvage things is then communication. Because at the time I didn't have the tools to communicate properly. I thought I was communicating, but I really wasn't. I was holding 99% of the things that I felt about the situation inside. So if I don't talk about it, the other person's going to have no idea what I'm going through, what I think they have done wrong or whatever, where we ever had our missteps. I'm not talking about it. So I think communication really, really is important as well um, on both ends. Both ends. Oh, I, I love, I love that example because you're right. Rest days in an example for, for working out rest days are, are important as, as far as recovery, as far as you, you're literally tearing, I don't know why I explained this to a doctor, but you're literally tearing the muscles, you know, and, mm-hmm. and so it, and you need that time to repair. So you sitting in a space for a, for a while to have those things repair is actually a good thing. It's not, it's, it's the same equivalent of as soon as you break up with somebody, let me move on to somebody else within three weeks. Right. You right. probably needed that rest time. Yeah. Um, so it's, 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 it's very important, but what I want to get across to, to, to anybody who's listening is that when you say rest, like in that example, you say rest day, not rest week, not rest month, not rest six months. So it's important to sit, you know, you know, sit there and to take that time to recover because it ultimately it's going to help you be a better person and keep you from straining a, a, a muscle, hurting yourself, you know, by trying to move on quickly to be consistent and doing it all the time. But yeah. if you don't move at all for a lengthy period of time, you're you're going you're you're, you're going to go back to the to the that step one where you were were before and the growth falls apart. So that's, it's, that's a good point. It's very, it's very interesting that that you that you talked about that as far as that 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 friendship divorce and when you're mentioning the communication piece and, and so maybe I I needed I needed that rest time but you know I didn't have the tools and I, and I think a lot of us we may struggle with that you know yeah. and um where we we think we're communicating but we we're, we're, we're really not and it, I think it goes back to what we were saying before when it comes to um. Uh, when it when it when it comes to just I lost my point. I don't remember. But okay. I think okay. it is, it's really I think it is really important oh. that um mm-hmm. that we just we, that we just there have those communications and we kind of talk about it because yeah. what we think is communication may not be what the other person is receiving. 
love languages. That's what I was trying to say. I was trying to talk about love languages. Because yes. in, in every same regard. So see, yeah. it came back to me. You know what I was thinking when you mentioned the communication part too is at the time I thought I was communicating. I grew up in a house where the silent treatment was how we communicated. So not communicating was communication. That was very loud in my house. So I thought that's how the world does things. Some people may do it that way and it's not okay. <laughs> so me withholding communication, like me giving people the silent treatment was how I used to like go about my life. And my therapist was like, girl, you bugging. Like, <laughs> ain't nobody reading your mind. Like you were just hurting yourself. So I thought I was communicating and I, in a way I kind of was by not, but like that was accomplishing nothing. Like. I had to actually open my mouth and use my words. <laughs> I like I love that because we we have similar thought patterns in there. Like I remember you said this on a, on a recent episode where where uh, sometimes you didn't reach out to people because you are you already anticipate their their answers. And I'm just like, oh my god, if that ain't me, because I yeah. I'm like, okay, if I tell this person this, they're gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. They're gonna say this. And I'm gonna be annoyed. So let me just not talk to them at all. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Yeah. And because of the world that we live in, like everybody's busy, time flies. Next thing you know, it's been weeks, months, maybe a whole year has gone by since you've had a conversation with that person, like Mm -hmm. a real conversation because you all because you predicted what they were going to say. And they probably likely were not going to say any of those things you thought about. (laughs) Right. That's in my experience. Or, or, you know, so we we pretty smart, so we we, pro- we probably was right. But it, still, we got to give the people an opportunity to prove right. us right or wrong, and, and that's and that's right. where we got to be at. So, right. Let's yeah. let's talk about the aftermath after you, after the, the the cutoff and everything. So you, you made the decision to cut them off, and how do you stand firm in that decision? Because like for me, it's just it's just so much stuff that you got to kind of deal with significant time frames that might pop up nostalgia like uh you know just just memories in general or just that just that urge to just kind of want to talk to them so how do you stand firm in, in that decision for me the friendship broke breakup took some time to like for it to really be firm but even still it is i would just reevaluated where the place that they have in my life so this is a person that if I saw them on the street, I'm not going to ignore them. If I saw their mama on the street or their, their father, I'm not going to ignore them. I'm going to embrace them and show them love, but they're no longer my best friend. Um, they may not know the inner workings of like my life anymore. So when I made that decision to adjust things, I literally made uh, a list. I had to like really put pen to paper to figure out like, am I bugging or are these things that I'm seeing like actual things? And I made a list. And if that list of negatives is far exceeds a list of positives, I had to be honest and really evaluate how do I feel after interaction with that person? If I feel less than, if I feel less than empowered, less than happy, less sure, confident in myself, we don't need to be friends. And that's how I like was really able to be firm about how I wanted to move forward with that relationship. Yeah. Um, you just run on so many great points because one, I think we 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 take a step back um, and have that quote unquote relapse with somebody when you know certain situations in your life where you're emotional, like maybe you're lonely, maybe you like okay, I'm, I had I had this particular moment, you know that that happened to me, like like maybe maybe something significant happened in my life where 
you know, only they know about or whatever they, they know about for you or, and they, mm-hmm. or they know, or maybe it, it, it doesn't have to be something emotional. It could be something that just happened in your life. Maybe, you know, your house flooded, you know, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe your car broke down and, mm-hmm. and, and they just happened to, to be the hookup on a mechanic or they just happened to sit there and know how to sit there and do this. And so you kind of got rid of them a little bit, but now you like, all right, well, it's one more time. You know, it's it's almost it's almost like it's almost mm-hmm. like uh, a drug. It's one more hit, mm-hmm. and, then, and I and I swear I'm gonna quit. And then all of a sudden, you know, six months in, you you back into it. You're like, how in the hell did I get here again? Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I like the li- I like the list thing that you talked about. I like I like the fact that you mentioned, you know, writing it down and evaluating, you know, what happened, and and it, and it kind of brought me to something I was gonna bring up. I again doing my research because you know. I'll be doing this okay. stuff, I'm trying to educate people and everything. So, <laughs> stylist.co UK, um, Ellen Scott was actually talking to this Leanna Champ, which is a, a she is a, a grief counselor, and she's been like 40 years being a grief counselor, and, and she had so many different things that she wanted to talk about and the steps to to deal with grief from cutting off a friend. And I wanted to kind of read off some of the, some of the things, and one of one of those things I'm gonna save to the end because it kind of related to that that list that you were talking about. One, remind yourself why you let go of that friend, which, you know, you talked about. Um, don't waste time on things that you can't change, which how many times do we, do we do that? Uh, finding forgiveness for your for your ex-friend. And that's a big one. And that's, that's underrated because if they have wronged you, you carrying that in there every time you see them, every time, every, every time they might pop up on social media, every time someone talks about them, you just like, you know, and, and it takes you all the way back. So, so forgiving them for that and just knowing that, hey, we just can't be friends, kind of like what you talked about. Maybe mm-hmm. we were this tight and like, I'm going to just lower you to associate level where you only get right. this much access. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ex- except that it's okay to be sad. And it's like, like you talked about, it's, you know, it is grief. So we are grieving. So don't, it can't be just like, eh, that's my friend. You know, it's, you know, you, you win some, you lose some. And then, and then, and then also focus on, focus on yourself because like you said, I know you said the word entangled and you, you didn't want to say that, but so, <laughs> but sometimes you, you, we're, we are entrenched in each other's lives to the, to the fact that they're, what's going on in their life is, is, is what goes on in my life. Cause we're that, yeah. we're that tight. And, yeah. and, and so now you're like, oh man, I know that, you know, his 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 stepdad was get, was was getting the coins removed off his foot. Sasha so called and talked to him, and you know, let, let, make sure they'll. Now nah, ain't got nothing to do with you. Focus on yourself. But the yep. the one that 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 really caught my eye on what you were talking about was have an honesty hour. And in that they explain, think about the relationship and the effects it had on you physically and emotionally. Write down things that you remember and ha- that have the biggest effect on you. What was it that you needed that you didn't get? And what was incomplete uh, incomplete event that happened for you? And I, I think that list of what you talked about just hammers that, that honesty hour right there. Yeah, yeah, for for sure, for sure. I I had to um, I had several honesty hours um because this person was like my family, like yeah. like my whole family knew them, like they knew and vice versa. Like we grew up together, so we knew each other. We we're friends since sixth grade went to the same high school, same college, like we were very much in each other's lives, right? So yeah, it, it took, first of all, the uncoupling took 
um, a while. Yeah. And yeah, for a while I was in denial and just realized, well, no, this is, we're going in different directions and it is what it is. And it's, and it's okay. Yep. That uncoupling thing is, is a tough one because when, when you make the announcement to people that, you know, we're, are maybe you don't have to make, make an announcement. It's not like it's a press conference, but you know, when you, when you sit there and go and be like, all right, I'm, I'm no longer friends with this person. I can't, I can't continue to do this. When you have been that tight for so long, now you, you have mutual friends, mutual events that you mm-hmm. go to, you got, oh, you got, uh, people in your life that, that's like, oh, y'all used to be the best of friends. I don't put yes. y'all in a position where y'all going to, y'all going to be able to yes. talk and then it's going to just smooth out. And it's like, that's, that's not what yes. I need. That's not what I'm asking Yes. For. And you know what, what I remember vividly was, so we, um, had a group of friends that, we would go out with like some of the people were some were just associates, like our party friends. Some of them were kind of closer. Now my ex best friend, she had a, a stronger personality. We'll say as a stronger. Yeah. She had a, uh, she, and was very polarizing. Either you mm-hmm. loved her or you didn't. Right. Um, so when we, people noticed that I would start showing up alone to places and events and vice versa, like we were not together and like not hanging together anymore. It let it felt maybe we'll feel like they now had the license to like talk shit about her. Right. I'm just like, no, we we're not gonna do that. Right. Like, yes, me and her have gone our separate ways, but no, we're not we're not doing this. We're not gonna have conversations where she's the butt of jokes, where she is like we're not gonna bash her in for what. Like that's not my style. Um, so that was uncomfortable and I hated being like the the buzzkill. I'm just like, this is not cool. I'm not doing this. Like just because we are not friends anymore does not mean that that's my enemy. And even my enemies I don't talk shit about. Like right. I'm not gonna start now, you know? Right. So for me it was that uncoupling stage where it was like, all right, I don't wanna hang with people no more. Cause like, hey, I don't wanna talk about why we've fallen apart because I'm not gonna tell people that's between us. I'm not going to tell people, I'm not going to answer questions about that person that I may have the answer to. It's, it's not my business to share. I'm not going to share it. And just, yeah. So this, the announcement, it, it isn't a press conference, but you do have to announce it at some point. They always, even if it's not a negative thing, they're always going to be like, oh, where's so-and-so? Where's so-and-so? How come they're not out with you tonight? Or, you know, what they up to? Or, you know, and it's just like, oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know right. anymore. So you have to address it at some point. Yeah, and you, and you right. Oh my God! But you you are very classy because I, I know a lot of people, and let's be let's be real. There's a lot of people that be like <laughs> that they will hop on and talk shit of of on the train. Like <laughs> I don't even know that. I don't even know if it's that I'm classy. I think I'm just really sensitive because I just know I wouldn't want her to talk about my shit and air out my dirty laundry. You know what I mean? That she has up on me and knows about me. You know. Mm-hmm. Um. And I just, I just, I don't like that. I don't, ugh. It makes me uncomfortable. It's not fun um, yeah. to talk about other people. And I just, and my, my, what I've learned about myself recently is that I genuinely love everybody. I just don't like everybody. So I Ooh. want the best for people. I just don't want you in my space. Right. You know? And that's okay. So. That's mm-hmm. okay. I love that. I mm-hmm. I love that quote because yeah, that's <laughs> that's how Jared is feeling right now. I love all of y'all, but I I can't deal with them. 
most of y'all. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> like we're not compatible. Like, yeah. but you cool. You can do you over there, and yeah. I will be over here. <laughs> Have fun. Be safe. Right, exactly. <laughs> Don't send an invite. Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully, hopefully, this conversation has educated people because I, I definitely feel smarter, you know, in, in talking to you about this. But let's let's get to the the motivational part of it. My favorite part of the show is, is about damn time. So. Cassandra, what is it about damn time for people to start doing to help them stay firm in their decision to remove these people from their lives and deal with the grief that they that may come from the aftermath? It's about damn time that people are honest with themselves about the part that they may play in the demise of a relationship and honest about themselves about what you truly want out of a relationship, whether it is friendship or otherwise, and um, just truly love yourself. And I know that is so cliche to say, like, oh, love yourself. Love yourself so much so that you want the absolute best for yourself. And if a person is not contributing to that, then put them to the side and move on. This, this be real with you, you know? so that is what it's about damn time that we all do <laughs> I, I love it because uh, it, it may sound cliche but it, it, it's, it is so very hard to do to, to just, just sit there and do that and love yourself and you know that's been a struggle for me I, I, I love hard for everybody else but are you, are you going that same hard for yourself it, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. now I said mm-hmm. it to I said it to a lot of my I've said it to a lot of my friends over the last couple of weeks like in my little motivational coaching whatever happens when you when you when you call and everything so I've said it a lot I guess I gotta start doing it like I gotta lead by example I gotta start doing it so that that hit, it, that hit it, it takes time yeah it, it takes time and if I am really serious I feel that I didn't really start truly loving me um, maybe like a year or two ago, you know, like really enjoying my own company for real, for real, and really just embracing things about me. Because I feel like most of us are either in therapy or need therapy because of the lies that other people told us about ourselves, right? So we believe, whatever reason, it's easier for us to um, believe and remember the bad things that people tell us about us and not the good, right? So it's so easy for us to get to our 30s, our 40s, really not digging ourselves because we think that we're wrong and the world is right. So it takes time. It takes practice. Like you said, back to the gym, it's it's a muscle that we have to exercise. At first, it's going to be really painful. We'll be sore from doing the work to, to get into shape. And shape that we're talking about right now is just really truly loving who we are. Yeah, you smart. Yeah, we're friends. I'm just letting you know that. I'm just letting you know that right now. We're, like, we're, we're buddies now. All right, yes. Cassandra, it is that time. Talk talk about, let, let let people know where they can find you. Let them know about their wonderful podcast that you have. I know I'm not your demographic, but uh, I still love it. And I listen to it because I, I get gems from it. And my demographic is your demographic. So tell everybody yes. where they can find yes. <laughs> so my podcast is called Be Well Sis and it's available on all streaming um streaming platforms. So Apple, Spotify, everything in between, Stitcher, everywhere. Um my website is bewellsis.com. So you can find the podcast episodes there as well as well as some blog articles about everything wellness. Um so we talk about 
of course, mental health, physical health. Um, I'm delving into some financial health because finances also trickle in to, you know, how we're able to care for ourselves. Um, yeah, we talk about everything, womanhood, motherhood, all those things. So join me. <laughs> yeah, definitely follow her. Everything everything that she said will be in the show notes. I'm also going to include those articles that, that are kind of referenced in, in there as well for, for reference. Yeah, shout out to those creators as well. Uh, it has actually been a beautiful experience for me. I I feel so enlightened. I feel excited. I feel energized. I'm actually going to the gym because we saw I talked about the gym for like the last hour. So, Truly, I yeah. haven't been to the gym in so long. Yes, I should too. <laughs> Jared, um, Jared, when's your birthday? Uh, April 26th. Oh, it's coming up. Yeah. So, Taurus? Yeah. Taurus. Okay, I thought you were a Libra. Okay, I'm a Libra. You're a Libra? Okay. See, I was... Yeah. You know, it's funny. See, this this is this is why we, we type because I was getting ready to ask you like three minutes ago, like when's your birthday? Like, it's just because <laughs> with the vibe that you were giving off, it makes a lot of sense. The people pleasing thing that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. Of- that is our whole existence. Yep. <laughs> How can thank you, you so happy? <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, yeah. I'll, I don't worry about me. I'm fine. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me this week. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm so grateful. Thank you for joining me this week on this About Damn Time. Hey, if you like what you heard, follow this podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and IG, and join the conversation on this week's episode. Link to all my socials in the show notes. You can also show love by simply giving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, for more blogs, pods, and other digital content, go to thewholedamnshow.com. Until next time, I'll see you next week.